0: We're analyzing Home Depot stock ticker HD to see if this great business is on sale. This analysis is around 10 minutes. It's going to be intense, but it's going to be worth it. We're using the select six analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating a fair value for Home Depot. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. There will be a key bonus metric along the way that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Home Depot for your stock portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Home Depot stock performance. Right now, Home Depot trades for $329.95 per share. Year-to-date, their stock is up 4.5%. Even though this is positive, this is underperforming the market. In the last 5 years, Home Depot's compounding at 10.5% annually. In the last 10 years, they're beating the market. They're compounding at 16% annually. Going back before the global financial crisis, in nearly the last 2 decades, Home Depot's compounding at 12% annually. Right now, Home Depot has an above average 2.4% dividend yield. While not a dividend aristocrat or a king, Home Depot's consecutively paid dividends for 35 years. Their average dividend yield throughout this time is added to the returns in their stock. Home Depot trades $18 below their 52-week high. The company's up around $70 from their 52-week low. Home Depot is a very big business. They have a $332 billion market cap. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Home Depot. Home Depot is the world's largest home improvement specialty retailer, operating more than 2,300 warehouse format stores, offering more than 30,000 products in-store, and 1 million products online in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Its stores offer numerous building materials, home improvement products, lawn, garden, and decor products, and provide various services, including home improvement installation services, and tool and equipment rentals. The acquisition of distributor Interline Brands in 2015, allowed Home Depot to enter the maintenance, repair, and operations business, which has been expanded through the tie-up with HD Supply in 2020. Moreover, the addition of the company store brought textile exposure to Home Depot's lineup. Now with that understanding, let's get into the numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want Home Depot's average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14% the average business earns around 7% returns on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Home Depot's earned big returns on capital in all five of these years. They've been well above average. In a given year, Home Depot earns 47% average returns on capital. That's more than six times better than an average business, meaning this is a huge check on metric number one for Home Depot. Metric number two, we're looking for growth to go along with their high returns. We want to see five-year revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth. All three need to be up for this to be a check. This metric's all or nothing. We'll include their last 12 months worth of numbers when we calculate this growth. In this time, Home Depot's grown their revenues 44%, their earnings or their net incomes are up 51%, and their free cash flows have grown by 22%. This is solid and stable growth across the board here for Home Depot. Another solid check on metric number two. Metric number three, we're Looking at Home Depot from the view of an individual shareholder, we want to see earnings per share growth in the last 5 years. We just learned Home Depot grew their earnings by 51% over this time. At the same time, Home Depot's also bought back 11% of their shares. This increases existing shareholders' ownership percentage in the business without them having to spend a dime. It depends on Home Depot's fair value as to whether these created value for shareholders or not. We're using two different methods later in our video to estimate Home Depot's value, so you don't want to miss those. Still, because of this growth in their earnings, with fewer shares outstanding, this is strong earnings per share growth. Another check on metric number three means we're perfect so far. Can Home Depot keep this up? Metric number four, we want to see something similar. We're looking for free cash flow per share growth in the last five years. This is the same story here. Home Depot's grown their free cash flows by 22%, and with these 11% share buybacks, this is strong free cash flow per share growth. With another check on metric number four, to recap where we stand currently, we have four checks and no X's. But there's still one vital piece missing. You might think nailing returns on capital and having good growth is the key, but we haven't touched on the one thing that I believe sets Home Depot apart, which is having these without using a lot of debt. Metric number five we want Home Depot's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. Home Depot has increased their net debt over this time. They ended their last year with forty seven point six billion dollars of net debt. Right now they have just over forty eight billion dollars of net debt. When we add up their free cash flows from their last five fiscal years, Home Depot's produced $53 billion of free cash flow. That's enough to support their net debt position today. Home Depot's also grown their free cash flows over this time. This means this is a check on metric number five. Compared to the debt they're using in their business, Home Depot generates a lot of free cash flow. Flawless through our first five metrics, does Home Depot have what it takes to be a perfect select six stock and go six for six on our analysis? We'll find out right after we cover our bonus As our bonus, we're looking at Home Depot's dividend profile. Right now, Home Depot pays an above average 2.41% dividend yield. We want Home Depot to support their dividends using their free cash flows in all five fiscal years. Home Depot's grown their dividends per share by quite a lot during this time. They've supported their dividends using their free cash flows, and they've maintained a reasonable dividend payout ratio. Home Depot supports their dividends today. While this is a snapshot of their last five years of performance, and it's no guarantee for the future, this is a check on our bonus. Home Depot's returned a lot of capital to shareholders, both through its share buybacks and through this above average dividend yield. Not to mention, their stock price is up a fair amount over this time. Now it's time for our valuations. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Home Depot's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Home Depot. Right now, Home Depot has a $380 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It looks at Home Depot similar to it being a private company. In the last five years, we learned Home Depot generated $60, $3 billion of free cash flow, meaning they generate around $12.6 billion of free cash flow in a given year. When that's divided by their $380 billion enterprise value, we get a 3.3% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Home Depot produced $13 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their enterprise value, it gives us a 3.9% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Their current free cash flow yield is right in line with the yield of the 10-year treasury but both of these are down from the risk premium we're looking for, meaning coming in all the way on metric number six, this is our first and only X of the day on Home Depot. Don't just throw the business out, we still need to estimate their fair value per share. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Home Depot, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. Home Depot has been a very predictable business in its past. That's not necessarily a guarantee for the future, but it better informs our assumptions. We're taking Home Depot's current free cash flows and using historical assumptions to grow these into the future future, it's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for Home Depot. Assuming they grow their free cash flows at 14% annually for the next decade, then assuming in the 10 years from there that this growth rate is cut in half and they grow at 7% annually, we won't add in their tangible book value because that's skewed based on how the accounting is done for their buybacks. That potentially throws this fair value off a little bit, so it's something you want to dig in and maybe add back to this analysis. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, At today's valuations, if these multiples are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of Home Depot's fair value per share is around $207. That's down a lot from their current stock price. Keep in mind, Home Depot's been very predictable in their past. That's not a guarantee for the future, as their business predictability could change. This discount rate is an estimate of total returns to shareholders. It includes both their average dividend yield and any potential gains in their stock price. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security, consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll talk about our rating for Home Depot, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative factors may be even more important for their business. What are they? Well, let's find out. Looking at the factors supporting a long thesis, number one, the addressable MRO market is around $100 billion, and Interline and HD supply make up a low double-digit share, leaving meaningful upside up for grabs. Number two, Home Depot has returned $70 billion to its shareholders through dividends and share buybacks over the last five years alone, about 20% of its market cap. Home Depot's forecasted to return another $80 billion to shareholders over the next five years. Number three, Home Depot's continued investments in supply chain and merchandising should improve productivity and support its market leadership position in the home improvement market. But we'd be remiss if we didn't cover the negatives of their business as well, looking at the factors supporting a short theme. Thesis. Number one, as the home improvement demand normalizes, consumers could continue to shift discretionary spending away from home improvement and back into other discretionary categories like leisure and restaurants. Number two, IT and supply chain improvement gains could prove more challenging to achieve as simpler efforts have already bore fruit. Further productivity efforts could face some implementation risks, creating inconsistent profitability. Number three, weak consumer spending, higher interest rates, or an economic downturn could hinder sales for home improvement projects and affect Home Depot's growth. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of the qualitative factors of Home Depot's business. Now it's time to give our final rating. In analyzing Home Depot stock ticker HD, we learned this home improvement retailer earns very high returns on capital. They've grown solidly in the last five years, in part due to increased demand since 2020. Home Depot's also bought back 11% of their shares, and they use a reasonable amount of debt compared to the free cash flow they generate. Home Depot supports a growing dividend both in the last five years and today. Again, this is not financial advice. Right now, Home Depot's free cash flow to enterprise value yields don't look attractive compared to the yield of the 10-year treasury. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis from today's valuation multiples, using these assumptions if we want a 15% rate of return, an estimate of Home Depot's fair value per share is around $207. The company was last at that level in spring of 2020, meaning you'd want to be patient. Looking at all the factors of our analysis, Home Depot looks like a strong candidate for research. If you enjoyed today's video, be sure to like it, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, share your thoughts about Home Depot, and let me know what business to look at next in the comments below. Thanks for learning about Home Depot with me, and have a great day.